Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. What happens when you don't get what you deserve? I'm Justin, the online pastor here at Mariner's Church, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, April 24th. We're talking about substitution, and I want to start off with this story. When I was in college, I went to a small Bible college in the middle of Missouri called Central Christian College of the Bible. Really great school. And I was leaving town one summer to go work at a Christian summer camp in the state of Texas, which I've never been to Texas before, so I was very excited. I said all my goodbyes, and I packed up my car, and I was leaving town. And as I was leaving town, I was not but a minute away from school. And I was speeding, obviously. And I got pulled over by the police, obviously. And I got a ticket, as I should have. And I told the officer, you know, I'm I a student at a local Bible college. You know, this was me trying to get out of the ticket. You know, I'm going off to work at a summer camp in Texas. Like, I'm not going to be here. Is there anything we can do? And he said, don't worry about it. Here's the phone number. Just give them a call and, you know, call the court when you're in Texas. I said, okay, no big deal. I followed through on that and I called the court when I was in Texas. And the person I spoke to, whose name I can't remember, said, you know what, don't don't even worry about it. When you get back to town, when you get back from Texas, from this camp, just come on in and we'll take care of everything. I thought, this is great. This is no big deal. I'm being honest. Everything's cool. No big deal. So I work out my summer in summer uh, camp in Texas, go back to college, and I'm there you know, maybe two, three days, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down to the court and get this taken care of now that I'm in town. I had my paperwork with me. I went down there. I said, hey, I'm here to take care of this. And the, the, the person, the clerk looks at me and says, well, we can't help you with that. And I said, well, you know, why not? I'm, I'm, they told me with the phone and like, well, you know, well, you didn't show up for your court date and there's a warrant out for your arrest. And I look at them and I said, okay, well, well what does that mean? And they point to, you know, kind of look behind me and I look, I turn and there is a sheriff with handcuffs waiting there for me. And I look at him and I'm with my best friend at the time, a guy named JC. And I look at JC and I look back at the clerk. And I said, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a student in college. Like I, I go to the local Bible college. And now a spoiler alert. Luckily, everyone kind of knew that this wasn't going to escalate into a big thing. The sheriff was actually a member of the local church that I went to um, called Faith Fellowship when I went to college in Missouri. Um, the court clerk was also a believer and uh, and knew of the college, went to a different church, but knew of the college. Again, it's a small town. And so no one thought that I was going to get 10 years, 20 years to life for the speeding ticket. But procedure is what it is. And they had to do what they had to do. And he handcuffed me. I, I'm going to throw a photo up on my Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, at, uh, hey, Justin Herman, I'm going to throw up a photo with a little caption to so you can see this is a real thing. They put me in handcuffs. Uh, I took a photo with him again. He, this is the guy, a guy from our church. But then they took me into the back. And I remember handing my cell phone to JC and I said, whatever you can do, you got to get me out of here. Well, they take me into the back and they don't fingerprint me. They don't do any of this stuff. They just kind of have me sitting there in the holding area because the assumption is that this is all going to be taken care of. Now, I have behind the scenes phone calls are being made and, and the, the JC calls my college and tells them what's happening. And, but it was getting late in the day. And I was, you know, kind of sitting there just shooting the breeze with, with some of the, the officers that were, were at the, the, the jail that they're connected to the, the, the courthouse there. And, uh, and they said, kind of offhanded, 
well, you know, I hope this gets taken care of in the next hour or so. We're going to have to put you into a pod. And again, then my face dropped. Like, well, what do you mean? Well, well yeah, you know, if it doesn't get handled, we got to put you back in a pod with everyone because, you know, we can't have you sitting here all night long. Well, behind the scenes, they're, you know, working out how to get, you know, get me out of the situation because the judge has gone for the day. This is around probably, you know, 4, 4.30 p.m. at this point because I, you know, I waited late in the day. And when the, this part of the story was retold to me by some of the, the executive staff at the college, this is what it came down to, that the president of the school was on the phone with the judge. Now, keep in mind, this is a small town, so like this is, you know, people kind of know each other, was on the phone with the judge and, and off and said, you know, hey, we got to get our guy out of, out of this situation. You know, he'll pay the cost of whatever. And to which she said, well, you know, there's paperwork and all these things, like he might just have to stay there the night. To which the president of my college said, it, uh, we don't we don't want our students to stay overnight in jail for something like this. It'd be better if I went to the jail and stayed overnight in his place. Would you be okay with that, Judge? To which it softened her heart, and she made the phone calls and did you know some paperwork over the phone, you know, faxed whatever was needed so that I could get out of the situation. Imagine the humility of the president of my college to say it's better for me to go spend the night in in jail than for one of my students to do that. You know, when we talk about the, uh, the the idea of substitution, we visualize that kind of a moment. We visualize the moment where we have done something wrong. We, we have been caught. We are guilty of what we're accused of. And that in that moment, someone raises up their hand and says, wait, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. Before you pass judgment on them for the thing that they are guilty for, I actually, I am going to offer myself to take the punishment in their place. That is what we all visualize this moment to be, the moment of substitution. And this is, this is a real moment. And some people miss this moment. They're, they're ungrateful for, for the, the moment of forgiveness. Now, this is the thing that I want to compel you today, uh, um, everyone listening. This is the thing that I want to compel you. Yeah, I want to take a look quickly and leave this with you in Matthew 18. It's the parable of the unmerciful servant. The, Jesus shared this parable as the example of what not to do, of what not to do. That the servant was uh, guilty uh, and owed money. He was guilty of owing something to uh, the master, the king. And he had to pay this, this amount. He owed 10,000 bags of gold, okay, big, big amount of money. He begged and pleaded with the king Verse 27, the master servant took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. Okay, so that this person owed a huge sum of money. They were guilty of owing this money. The king listened to the servant's plea, the same plea that any one of us would make, by the way, and said, we, we just can't afford this. We have a family. We're so sorry. We, we didn't expect this investment to go wrong. We didn't expect the, the, this, this, you know, we were kind of making a bet on the market. We didn't expect it to go wrong. We just, we thought this would all work out and it didn't, you know, it just didn't pay off the way that we anticipated. The customers just weren't there. Like it just, we, but now we owe this money. We owe this debt. And the king says, you're forgiven. He took pity. He canceled the debt and let him go. Verse 27. Then the servant went out found one of his fellow servants that owed him a hundred silver coins. Okay, so this is, a, this is a very small amount of money compared to the 10,000 bags of gold. And he grabbed him, he started choking him. You know, pay me what you owe me, he demanded, verse 28. In verse 29, his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, I will pay you back. Remember, this is a small sum of money that this person owes. 
That's verse 29. Now, any one of us would say, well, my gosh, we're, that's totally, like, we would totally pay it forward. We would do what the king had done for us. We would say, "You, yes, you are guilty. You owe this money. You are responsible for this debt. And instead of saying, I'm going to forgive you the way the king forgave me, he refused. And he went off and had the man thrown in prison until he could pay his debt, which, spoiler alert, if you're in prison, you can't pay off debts. Okay, you actually need to get out of prison to you know earn the money to pay off a debt. He did not understand what it meant to use the idea of substitution to forgive. To say, I know you owe this debt, and I'm actually going to, I'm going to take the payment upon myself. I'm going to forgive the debt. I'm going to pay the debt for you. It's as if someone would have come in and said, hey, I'm going to pay the debt for him. That's, that's this idea that's being completely missed. I want to be that person. I want to be the person that when someone is made a mistake, when someone is guilty, they're wrong, there's a price to be paid, or there's something to be forgiven, I want to be the one who is quick to forgive, quick to show mercy, quick to show understanding. I want to be that person. I do not want to be the person who says, you know what, it doesn't matter. Hey, it says here on paper that you're guilty, and because it says here on paper, it's documented, there's a price that needs to be paid. Man, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. You know, Jesus was not that person. Jesus is the person that we can count on, that when we put our faith in him, and the day comes where we you know, move on from, from this, this earth, and we are standing in front of the judge, uh, the heavenly father, and we are standing in front of him and, and we're explaining. And I just, I, I view this as like this semi-dramatic portrayal that, you know, we're there in front of the judge and we're explaining the, 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 the our, our actions and the sin that we've done and the mistakes that we've made. And then Jesus is there in, in the room with us as well. And, and as the judge is about to pass judgment on our sin, of which for, for us, we know that it is many. Jesus then stands up and says, no, 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 hold on, hold on. He, you know, she, they put their faith in me. They put their faith in Jesus. And I actually, I'm taking on the cost of that debt. I'm taking on the consequences for that sin. Put, I, I paid that on the cross in my blood. They are forgiven. That is substitution. To step up when you don't need, when the person is in the wrong and you still stand up and say, no, 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 I actually, I'm going to do to do that punishment for them. I'm going to serve that time for them. I'm going to pay that debt for them. You know, what they, you know what, they are in the wrong and I'm still going to step up. That is substitution. That's what Jesus did for us. That is a beautiful thing. You know, everyone, as you're kind of going through your day today, going through your week, Find a place where you can do this. If you're a parent, you can model this for your kids. That's the thing I love about kids. They always give you opportunities because they always screw up. They always make mistakes. It gives you unlimited opportunities to demonstrate for them what forgiveness and substitution looks like. And then you can sit with your kids and point them back to Jesus as the example of, of why you're showing the forgiveness, why you're, you know, hey, hey, dad, um, when your kid makes a mistake and it's time for timeout, why don't you have mom put you in timeout. And when your kid says, well, dad, dad, I'm the one who, who did this. Why are you sitting in timeout? You get the chance to open up the Bible and explain to them the idea of substitution, that Jesus died on the cross for us. He paid the cost for us. 
and you're, you're able to demonstrate that to them. Hey, in the workplace, when someone messes something up, makes a mistake, in a very small way, you can actually take the responsibility for that. Take the consequences for that, maybe. Take the, the repercussions for it. Take the blame for it. And when it's like, oh, why are you doing that? You didn't have to do that. Hey, I wanted to do that. You know, it's a workplace. Maybe we talk about faith and we don't talk about faith. But hey, I believe in this guy, Jesus, and this is what he did for me. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. We love you. We're praying for you. We're excited to talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.